Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Web3 Warriors. Thank you for joining us today. Um, this is going to be featuring Kofi Obuobi from Ghana. We're so grateful to have you here with us today, Kofi, um, and his uh, 3D African mask collection, which we will be getting into shortly. Uh, just a quick introduction of the show if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it's just the second episode, so I'll forgive you. Um, but this is the Web3 Warriors, and uh, we are focused on really just highlighting creatives, um, but really emphasizing what's new about Web3. And and really showing the power um, of Web3 to really be a new layer of the creator economy and really uh, add value and really just bring compensation to artists in a, in a whole new way um, and really create communities and, and all kinds of really fun things. Um, so we're going to be interviewing a lot of different uh, artists, movers and shakers. I'm trying to reach out to some metaverse developers as well um, and really just kind of digging into the Web3 from maybe not a be beginner standpoint, but at the same time trying to help uh, onboard beginners as well and and really show people that it's not that difficult and um i know a lot of people hear blockchain and, and they make a lot of assumptions or you know maybe their mind just turns off right away because it sounds too complicated um but really it's fairly straightforward and uh, so that's part of what we're trying to just share with these conversations um but we're also getting into the weeds uh we're really getting into the the web3 specifics and talking about custom contracts, talking about the metaverse, talking about interoperability, talking about, you know, NFTs being able to be brought into these digital spaces like Decentraland or CryptoVoxels or Somnium Space. Um, and on Web3 Warriors here, we're really specifically focused on like the intersection between gaming and uh, the blockchain and Web3, uh, you know, potential in the space. Um, because as the way I see it and the way I came into the space really was kind of from a gaming perspective, uh, from the idea that, you know, the digital space has a lot of value. Um, you know, there's been a lot of amazing storytelling in the digital space. We know that however many billions or trillions of dollars, uh, the gaming industry makes every year because people just love the adventure. Um, so I see all that value, but then on the blockchain, you know, you're adding a whole new layer and you're allowing people to actually have like a real economy um, in this digital space and be able to really have a whole new level of ownership of those digital assets. So with that, I mean, obviously, art is a huge, huge aspect of it. And that's why, you know, a lot of these conversations that I'm going to be having are going to be revolving around artists and their projects, um, because I think it was kind of a no brainer when it comes to like the power of NFTs and, and what was possible that artists kind of saw the value first because it was it just made sense because it's such a visual kind of uh, medium. And because, you know, a lot of people have already been spending a lot of money on uh, digital uh, assets and, and things like that in video games. So the leap to like, oh, like I can just own this digital asset forever in my own digital wallet and it's mine, at least for myself. That wasn't a very difficult thing to think about. Um, and then when it comes to the metaverse, you'll be able to actually bring that art into the metaverse and display it in your own corner of the world. Um, so when you're thinking about that intersection between gaming and blockchain um, and the future of Web3, you know, and you're wondering, oh, well, you know, why do I like to speak to artists, especially? Um, it's because I really do think that that's kind of like the foundation 
of this new world that we're kind of embarking on. And it's good that artists are kind of the first <laughs> to really blow up and, and really uh, take full advantage. And you're seeing lives getting changed. Um, and I do think that that's going to, you know, the next wave, even this year, you're seeing a lot more digital asset creation and a lot of people who maybe were creating things for video game companies, realizing that they can take those skills and bring it into the blockchain world and create for themselves or for an organization that they truly believe in and actually, you know, create real value for their collectors, their community. Um, they can trade amongst each other and actually have, uh, again, a whole new layer of value that was not available with kind of the more uh, legacy centralized gaming setup. Um, so yes, we are talking to a lot of artists here on Web3 Warriors, and uh, we will be primarily focused on kind of the metaverse and that intersection. But with that, art is a huge, huge aspect of it. Um, and in the metaverse, you're going to want to show off your art and you're going to want to say where you got your art pieces from. And you can proudly talk about supporting amazing artists like Kofi here and uh, <laughs> others who are doing amazing work in the space. Um, so without too much further blabbling about Web3, um, so we are here again every Saturday, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We go live and we are, you know, letting the free flowing conversation go. Anybody can join us at twitch.tv slash Web3 Warriors. And we will also take any questions. Um, I'll be monitoring the questions in the chat as we go. Uh, we will also try to um, have a Q&A section at the end of the podcast. But if you have relevant, relevant questions throughout the podcast, feel free to uh, type them in the chat and ask away. And uh, without further ado, I don't want to waste too much more of Kofi's time. He's coming here from Ghana, joining us from the motherland, uh, West Africa. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing his thoughts on, on how things are going as far as NFTs and Web3 development um, on the continent. Uh, but before that, I'm going to let him introduce himself and really share, you know, what he's doing and, and how he's come to uh, the NFT and blockchain space. So with that, uh, thank you, Kofi, for joining us. And uh, how are you doing today? And please share a bit of your background and what brings you to uh, NFTs and Web3. Thanks, Dave. Uh, thank you guys very much uh, for tuning in too. Uh, my name is Kofi Obobi. And my first name, Kofi, means uh, somebody born on a Friday. And my, my second name means the respecter of everyone or somebody who respects everyone. So that's, that's an Akan name from the Akan people from Ghana. And yeah, that's what my name means. And um, yeah, so uh, originally I, I'm a product designer. So I'm a trained product designer. But as it were, most, most creative people start off doing art. So, I mean, we all started from art. We started doing art and then... You know, school would direct you to, you know, certain areas that you want to get to. So um, over time, you know, um, because of the art background, um, I've moved into a series of industries, including street fashion, uh, which, you know, got me um, um, close to um, remodeling, you know, African masks and, and, and African sculpture pieces and printing them on T-shirts, you know. But um, the, the major thing or what actually got me into the NFT space was um, uh, a talk that I listened to. It was, it was actually a lecture 2019 uh, of November, and it was one uh, Professor Donald McClaud who was, was given a lecture, a lecture uh, when I was graduating you know, for my second degree. And um, he mentioned 
uh, the, the, the theme for, for, for the lecture was images of Ghana, museums, the ownership of cultural property and restitution. That was the theme for, for the lecture. And the day I graduated on November, November 29th was the last day for the lecture. So I was there and then he spoke about, you know, the fact that um, African sculpture pieces and masks and, you know, most of Africa's, you know, what they call art, which are not functional uh, sculpture pieces, are, you know, out there in museums and, you know, away from the continent, private homes and all that. And, um, you know, plans to bring them back are not really, you know, being taken serious and, you know, talks about it are not really taken serious. So um, moving forward, there's going to be a new technology. And this was 2019. I was sitting there listening to his lecture and I was like, wow. And then he continued and said, uh, there's going to be a new technology which is going to create opportunities for creatives to be able to, um, you know, kind of like digitally restitute, you know, uh, sculpture pieces and, you know, arts that have been taken away. I mean, in also in a way to spark conversations to, you know, bring back the real ones. So I was sitting there. Yeah, it, it really resonated with me because I so was he specifically already... identified blockchain as an option to like to kind of resuscitate that or reclaim ownership. Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, so um, he was he, he spoke about the fact that there was going to be a technology. He didn't even mention blockchain, right? But maybe I didn't hear it. But he, <laughs> he said it was a technology that is going to help us to be able to um, kind of like create 3D spaces where people can log on mm. to to have that kind of experience with the masks and the sculpture pieces in 3D. Right. You know, so put my attention because I was... I had 3D printed a sneaker, you know, because that's one of my things, one of the, the babies that I, I'm, I'm, I'm into. And I 3D printed a sneaker. I, you know, I was into 3D printing. And then I was because of 3D print, I was doing 3D modeling because you have to model something in 3D before you can print. So, and then I had, I had uh, modeled a, a mask, a painted mask from the painted people from Congo. And I was putting them on T-shirts. So when he said that, I was like, okay, <laughs> this man is probably talking to me, you know? And, and so that actually sparked my interest into looking into ways where we can have like 3D spaces where people can move into to have such experiences. So it was later that I got to know of, you know, the Oculus, crypto voxels, you know, decentral <laughs> and all that. I was like, wow, so this is real. I mean, but that was like 2021, but what really sparked my interest into into you know the blockchain and, and then NFTs was was uh, that conversation or that lecture that I listened to back that's in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing like you know when people talk about the value of education, that's a perfect example, right? It's like that inspiration. If you weren't sitting in that right. class listening to that person share that background, you know, you probably wouldn't have been inspired. And you wouldn't be down no. the path you're on now. So <laughs> it's just a perfect yeah, example, yeah. man. That, that's really cool, though. Um, and obviously very, you know, unfortunate as far as the need to reclaim those artifacts and the fact that they are, you know, sitting in European museums or New York museums or whatever. <laughs> um, right. All right. Continue, though. That's that's really amazing. That's a cool story. Right. Right. So, I mean, from there, um, I had 
contact with some, you know, brothers from the UK, they were Nigerians in 2020. And it's interesting. This was, this was a lockdown. So during the lockdown, most people were at home, of course. And they came up with the idea to hold fashion shows in 3D spaces. So they were, they were you know, modeling, you know, 3D, you know, humans, so to speak, and, you know, clothing them in these 3D spaces with uh, fashion products from top labels. And they were going to pitch this idea to these labels. So they contacted me and then they asked me to, you know, recreate sneakers and footwear and clothing accessories. And, you know, they're going to, it was going to be part of the digital assets that were going to pitch to these big, bigger brands who could not hold fashion shows because of COVID. Uh, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So they, they pitched that and they even had, you know, uh, the brands to, to you know, be able to do that. But so that was one thing I was doing. But even at that time in 2020, early 2020, where nobody mentioned the word metaverse. No, we, we didn't know what it was like. <laughs> we're, we're just doing, you know, 3D, you know, we're going to create 3D environments that have 3D fashion shows, 3D models. We're going to catwalk the fashion products, the clothing and the bags and all that. So that was one thing that came through, you know, and so I was seriously into it and the project was, you know, ended successfully. They got their grant. And then late 2020, uh, one sister, you know, from the U.S. contacted me. It was just an inbox. She inboxed me on, on Instagram. I was like, can you design a sneaker for me? Because I've seen your Instagram. I know you're, you're into 3D. You, you model 3D sneakers and all that. So we wanted some 3D to sell as NFTs. I was like, oh, what is that? Like, Nice. It's like, yeah, I want to NFT. I was like, okay. And you know what? I had been creating sneakers, and these sneakers uh, were like, I, I could look at any fast car like a Lamborghini or a Koenigsegg and create a sneaker out of it. So that was some crazy thing I was doing. That's and I knew, <laughs> I knew I couldn't create those sneakers because it's a lot of money to create just one prototype, right? Because some of the sneakers I created were were like crazy. They really looked like the cars, you know, even though they look like shoes or they, they are wearables. I was wondering how those. I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> They're on your Instagram. Yeah. Some of them are on Instagram, <laughs> but most of them, I haven't posted them yet, you know? Yeah. So I think at that time I had them on my Instagram. So she saw it and realized I was a good candidate to, for this particular job. So finally, when, you know, she, she inboxed me and said, can you do this? I'm like, yes, send me a design brief. And she was like, okay, this is a good designer. Asking for a design brief, like, <laughs> whack designers don't usually ask for design briefs. You know, so she pulled in, you know, um, uh, this guy from Nike who had worked, uh, I think, seven years with Converse All-Star, you know, working on Converse All-Star. And then there was this other uh, guy and herself. And then... We created this design team and then for like, I think four months, I've been working on a cyberpunk inspired sneaker. <laughs> Sorry, what was the date? What was the date for this at this time when you're working on this stuff? So th this was then around uh, 20, uh, November 2020, around okay. that time. Okay, so yeah. you were early then. You were definitely early. You were, you were on the wave before the big wave came. I But I didn't understand whatever was going okay, on. Okay, okay. I didn't... Not, not like it didn't make sense to me, but 
I didn't understand it because I wanted to really understand what it was before. And so, you know, I saw, I saw the news, like I was reading stuff, NFTs, blah, blah, blah. And then this, you know, lady, you know, got me to design the sneaker and they said they were going to sell them as NFTs. And then she made me export this part of the sneaker in, you know, in different files. I was like, what is that? She's like, yeah, people can, can change their co- the colors or the, something, something of that sort. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. You know, so, I mean, fast forward, got into 2021, like I was done with the project and then we moved on. And then I was there one day and she said, yo, Kofi, you know what? I need to help you to create your wallet, your digital wallet. I was like, what is that? She's like, you need that to create an NFT. So she actually onboarded me like a baby. Like, nice. Like got your MetaMask going? Yeah. And <laughs> then I was sharing my screen on my iPad and she told me, look, I don't even see your seat phrase. Stop sharing your screen. I don't even see your password. Stop sharing your password. Like, <laughs> stop sharing. Yeah. But I don't see. Yeah, I don't see them. So that was really cool. I mean, anybody could have said, could have just kept quiet and, you know, copied my password or my seat phrase. I didn't know anything about Yeah, that. well, yeah. I mean, she was there to help you, right? She was onboarding you too. She was saying, hey, get this wallet so I can compensate you, you know? <laughs> like, how did that it's, project do? So how did it do? And how do you feel about the way they approached you and kind of just, because like, I guess you were, that would be a scenario where there's a project, NFT project, reaches out to an artist and kind of wants, I don't know, did they keep you at arm's length or did they, how did that work out as far as that relationship that, that we are still cool, but that project um, discontinued a little bit because of some issues they had. Uh, I think somebody copied something, a mm. design, and brought it out. So they could, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was what happened. But I mean, that created you know, that kind of cordial relationship whereby I could always go back to her. Yeah, and then I really kept, cool. she gave me. I was like, she was trying to explain the whole thing. And she even tried to teach me how to write a smart contract. I was, I was like, look, I don't even understand NFTs. <laughs> contract. You know what? I, I, I love being that academic guy. So send me material to read and let me do my research. So she sends me the NFT Bible, you know, on I think it was an article on Medium and then yeah. OpenSea. And then, yeah, delved into it. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what got me too. That NFT Bible is definitely a nice onboarding tool to get a right. more full view of what's happening in the space. Um, and anyone can exactly. get that at OpenSea.io um, in their help section. You can find the NFT Bible. Uh, it's a really great onboarding tool there at OpenSea.io. Um, I also want to say what's up to Frog. Thanks for joining, man. He said hi to Kofi and I. That's Britt um, from the Clubhouse community. <laughs> Love to see anybody hi. dropping in from Clubhouse from the Dream Conduit um yeah let us know if you have any questions i also just want to do a quick plug if you are just uh here to view i would love the follows we're trying to reach that 50 followers we're going to get up there quick and uh continue climbing here thanks so much kofi though for that background that's really uh exciting so how what have you heard um as far as the back like um feedback from the community as far as so like you've had this you know, really inspiring talk from a lecture about like the culture and the masks specifically being used kind of as, you know, museum pieces and things in foreign countries. Um, but how do you, how have you, what has been the feedback from first Africans and like fellow, you know, Africans about the culture of the masks and, and, you know, why it's important to kind of mint them on the blockchain. And they're not just the images. I'll click in and uh, share the picture or the story as well, but you actually have like well-researched 
uh, stories that connect to the different tribes and different cultures um, across the, the continent. And you really seem to have researched it well. So did you have a lot of that research done ahead of time? Um, and then what has the feedback been like? Wow. Yeah, thanks. So um, the feedback has been great. You know, originally, you know, because of colonialism and, you know, what happened about just a uh, hundred years or 200 or 300, 400 years ago, which wasn't our history, you know, it was just a disruption at a point in time. Most of the the kind of education we had was geared towards we being afraid of, you know, African history and African culture, right? right. So when I delved into the masks myself, I was I was shocked. I was like, okay, so so the ancestors were not making masks to I mean, for fun or to worship idols or you, you get what I'm saying. It wasn't just that you, there were different kinds of masks for different, you know, ceremonies in the society, whether it was for marriage ceremony, initiating boys or women to adulthood, whether it was farming, harvest, they had masks, masks to commemorate such events, you know, but it's kind of like, there's been this kind of, uh, kind of like, misdirection if if that's the right word and so it's kind of like we are afraid of anything african and then so you grow up and you don't want to pay attention to that you know until you begin to unlearn whatever you've learned over the years and then you come back to really learn and then you realize that all these things have lessons all these things uh those who came before us had lessons with we can pick some lessons from there. If nothing at all, we can pick design ideas. So the response was really awesome. And at that time, a lot of people, when I, I think when I had my first room with the African NFT community, most people haven't thought about that idea of digital restitution. And, and some, some, some of you know, the friends I got to have in a space have never really seen how serious it is you know, to take advantage of this revolutionary you know um um disruptive technology to be able to stamp you know um digitally um lost african masks so people really responded well people really loved the idea and even in ghana most most of my friends and you know young ones who are around who on a normal day would be afraid of an african mask want to have them on their t-shirts now wow yeah, so, so even it today, didn't take I, much to to kind of break down the stigma. No, I think it was it was um, you know using technology in terms of three D software, using technology in terms of three uh, 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 D spaces, crypto voxels, you know, um, uh, displaying these in these environments for 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 them to you know have a feel of really actually kind of like um, created that kind of oh okay so this. This can can be, you know, kind of like made into a contemporary form for us to, you know, consume, so to speak. I mean, yeah. with, with our eyes, you know, have have a feel of it. And and then the stories attached to, to the masks, like they tell you about the tribes and why they use the mask or what they use them for. So then people were like, okay, so this wasn't so bad like we thought or like we've been educated to, to think, right. you know. Oh, yeah. It was really embraced and people still love them. Like I met this friend of mine younger than me in, uh, uh, at, a, at a pub and then 
he showed me his phone and he had one of the masks as his profile, uh, his his uh, display picture. Oh, I mean, uh, 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 his wallpaper. Yeah, wallpaper. his screen yeah. or his wallpaper. Nice, nice. Yeah. I was like, wow, bro, thanks. Like, man, we're behind <laughs> you. Wow. On a normal day, nah, nobody's going to talk about a mask. <laughs> yeah well, that's why it's, you're pushing the envelope man it's really amazing so i've i've brought up this uh sunofu mask i really like how you did the 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 waves and the color on this one man it's really cool um just as right. an example right so this one's coming out of uh niger or i guess they have no, yeah maybe give us a little bit of background on this one and then uh, I'm, I'm gonna pluck one or two out as well so like you really like i just it needs to be said Kofi really knows these masks like so like I'd love to hear just how that kind of almost like relationship with the masks like did it happen before you created this project or obviously it deepened you know with the project um, but you can pretty much pick out like any one of these masks and he just like dives in gives you the background you know the, the lineage and, and really the history behind it which is really impressive um, and again like this education is not going anywhere now he's minted it on the blockchain on the ethereum blockchain if you purchase one it'll have it in your wallet. Nobody can take it from you once it's on the Ethereum mainnet. And it's beautiful and educational and really um, going towards supporting amazing artists like Kofi. And more importantly, even supporting the narrative of reclaiming African culture and really educating um, Africans and all people um, about the beauty of the culture and, and what we, uh, you know, unfortunately, many people were convinced were either pagan or, you know, not right for whatever reason um, when, as we've seen or as Kofi's kind of sharing there's a lot of uh, value and a lot of different uses of the masks it was not a very simple cut and dry thing um so yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about the sanofu mask and just a little bit more about um you know how this uh, project has impacted you and your knowledge about these masks yeah thanks so um most most african masks uh you know there are types of of the mask there are some masks that are like head kind of like plays on top of the head or on the forehead and there are some masks of course that are worn on the face there are some masks that are you know worn but it hangs on the shoulders there are some masks that are even like worn on the waist and then there are some masks like the quaily mask is held in the hand it's not worn but it's a mask you know and it's shown at certain events now the senufu mask is, is worn on the face it's from Cote d'Ivoire and, and you know um, Cote d'Ivoire uh, is is on the on the western part of Ghana. Yeah, Ivory and Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. So, um, well, the Senufu Senufu people who make Senufu masks, they 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 have a very rich you know culture with with, with masks, and they have a, a society. It's called the Poro Society, and it is a society for the female ancestral spirit you know called uh, the ancient mother and even if you're a man you have to join that society and you know during initiation you know rights for young men um the the sculpture pieces or the mask are used to instruct you know these young people and uh the the ancient mother or this this the spiritual uh um mother so to speak uh represents the the ancient first woman that you know gave birth to the first Senufu, you know that you know started the whole Senufu lineage. So during initiation, they and even any of the rites associated with the Poro society, they have different kinds of masks. 
you know, to um, uh, uh, commemorate the event. So they have uh, another mask called the Pelier mask, and th- those masks have like smaller faces. They are not like as big as the the not quite the, as the decorative. No- yeah, yeah, and so you, like I was saying, you can have a, a Sinufu mask being used to perform uh, during funerals or uh, other um, events, and it is used when they are used at funerals, they are used to encourage and console the family. So, I mean, look at this. Isn't this a good thing? You know, but when, when you don't know the culture and you don't know why these masks are used, you're going to think it is, you know, to just to scare people or, you know, make people worship idols and things like that. Of course, there are masks to scare people, but those masks, like the... Um, the fang mask. It is used to scare evil people. So the fang, that's one of my favorite masks, and I'm even 3D one right now. Which one? It is that? a mask. What's it called? I'll bring it up. The, uh, fang, fang mask. F E N G. Okay. Fang mask. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Continue. Yeah. So the, the fang mask was used like if there's a ceremony, like let's say. Um, somebody is getting married and somebody comes around with an evil spirit, just on the sight of a fang mask, it's going to terrify that evil spirit. <laughs> and the person would, would take away that they are evil, whatever they have, and I mean, take it away. So on a normal day, like the fang mask, similar to the, the, the a bobo mask from our brothers from Burkina Faso, they hang the mask in front of their homes. Hmm. Normal day to ward off evil, to ward off, you know, bad people. So these are some of the things that, I mean, you pick from your culture and leave the bad ones. If there are bad ones, you leave those bad ones and you pick the idea, the, the positivity. Ones. <laughs> the inspiring ones, right? Yeah, you move with it, you know. But unfortunately, the whole thing was kind of like bagged and trashed. And so a lot of, you know, Africans and young people are like walking around like, you know, headless chicken, like, don't know what they are. <laughs> Losing the culture, right? Yeah, yeah, just tap into your culture. There's a lot there you can tap. There are 3,000 tribes on the continent. Each of the tribes have their art form, their fashion. Just tap into their music, their dance, their drums, whatever you can. There are so many you can tap into, you know, and this is what we have. This, was, this is what was left for us. And so, when the blockchain came and, you know, NFTs came, I, I felt it was a great opportunity to retell the African story and digitally restitute these masks and, you know, eventually, I mean, reward collectors. <laughs> no doubt. Well, that's just it, right? And from that perspective, you know, like immutability and as I've all often said in the NFT spaces, like NFTs are also a time capsule. If you just take out, take out the the value, which is, of course, uh, an important aspect of it in the economy. Um, but it is really, you know, you've minted these stories on the blockchain forever, and they'll always be able to be used for reference. Um, I think one of the cool things you had talked about is someone talking about it, like in an educational perspective, right? I'm um, like in the classroom and being able to actually use just this one collection, the 3D African masks collection from Kofi to essentially break down like the meaning of masks in African culture, the different masks from, you know, from coast to coast to coast, um, you know, and really just you could have a whole class just around your collection. 
question. Um, do you want to speak to that maybe in like the educational uh, potential um, on the blockchain more broadly, but specifically uh, with your masks and really kind of pushing the African culture forward and even reclaiming uh, some lost culture, like you were saying earlier with uh, a lot of these masks, masks having been taken um, through colonialism and, and not returned since then. So yeah, how do you, how do you see the, the future, like you're saying, um, of educating and, and really owning our, our culture through the blockchain? Right. I mean, yeah, great question. So I, it's, it's big, it's going to be huge, but we need to spark, you know, that fire. You know, I, 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 I'm not only looking at this from, you know, the perspective of putting this on the blockchain, but like you're saying to, you know, move around or use the same blockchain, the internet to hold like virtual classes and students, you know, having wearing oculuses and moving into these spaces where you have all these African masks and, you know, they can read the story about it. They can probably pick one and put it on your face, you know, things like that. And, you know, above all, these are design elements. Every mask is a design element. It can be turned into an architecture building. It can be turned into anything. It could be a motive for a T-shirt or like a fashion line. It could be a bag. Some of, some of the masks, like uh, ah, there, there's a tribe in Burkina Faso called the Tushan tribe. Their mask looks like a bag. I look at the mask and I'm like, this is a bag. <laughs> you know, there's so many things you can do with it. I mean, apart from the education side, but most importantly, the education side can also bring attention to, to for us to be able to pull young young people into this technology, this blockchain technology, and what is what is going to bring to um, a lot of people. That's how I see it. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, so maybe you mentioned the the physical aspect, right? And so in the NFT space, I'll just do a quick definition. We have a concept called fidgetal. Um, and that's kind of become more and more um, popular. And I think, you know, you usually see it in the context of wearables and fashion, um, which, you know, is really cool that that's your background as well, that you're coming from, you know, shoes and, and, and fashion. Um, but also, you know, from the perspective of painting and uh, even sculptures, um, so even masks, for example, you know, so you could set up a scenario where um, in a digital context, you would buy this mask here right at 0.097. Um, and maybe you would actually be able to also get the actual physical mask sent to you. Now, usually those digital ones will have a little bit higher price point because you got to factor in the shipping. You got to, you know, the fact that you're actually giving a hard copy uh, as opposed to just a digital asset. Um, but it's a really cool concept. Um, and I know it's something you've talked about, Kofi, as far as uh, maybe creating the actual masks themselves. But I think your your more short term goal is to do what you were kind of talking about earlier, which is using them as right. kind of design elements within clothing. Right. right. So it's like whether it's shoes or shirt. Uh, so maybe you want to talk on that a bit. And do you plan to integrate that into the actual nft where if you purchase one of these nfts you can get um maybe it's a discount or a pair of shoes i don't know <laughs> what's your what are your plans on the on the digital roadmap uh, i know you've talked about it i've heard you talking about it a bit so maybe share share your plans right now right uh, definitely thanks so um there are plans to you know at a point in time you know like we are not going anywhere and at a point in time you know, get collectors. There could be T-shirts. There could be sneakers. I'll talk about the sneaker part later. But um, I'm exploring 3D printing, and so um, <laughs> I'm 3D printing right now. The machine is on. Nice. But I, 
So, so yeah, I talked to Lo Sleazy. Apparently, he's becoming a 3D printing expert. <laughs> nice, nice. I met with some some friends of mine. Uh, now, friends of mine. Originally, originally, we're not friends, but I mean, I visited their studio. They have a 3D printing farm in Kumasi. I was really impressed, and they, they were building their own 3D printers. I was what? like, wow, what? Building yeah. their own 3D printing. Oh. It's crazy. Never seen anything like this. I went to the university where I graduated 2019. I went I went last month. I even took along William. William Amo. I'm sure you've seen him in the space. Yeah. I was he came to and I was like, bro, I'm going to Kumasi. He's like, bro, I've never been to Kumasi. Let's go. So I took him to the 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 King's, you know, museum. And then when he left, I was able to you know go visit this 3D printing farm. Got on campus, spoke with this friend of mine from 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 long ago I was like bro these guys have a 3d printing farm at and at another town you know behind the school i was like what and he's like they are building their own 3d printers i'm like what are you talking about he's like let me go check them out i went to i went there i'm gonna post that the the picture later on on yeah, instagram cool but, bro I was like, this smallish dude with all these brains, I was impressed. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's a, so where's the exact location of this? It's in Kumasi. Kumasi is is the capital of, of the Ashanti region in Ghana. Okay. You know, and it's where the university is. Really cool stuff. And okay. the 3D printer we're using was what they built because what they bought from Prusa and any cubic and 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 some other brands. They were too small for what he wanted to do because the architectural architectural design students from the university come over to print, you know, their real estate designs from AutoCAD that they, you know, modeled. You know, they want to print, you know, for presentation for their thesis and all that. And they 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 go to them to you know to for support. So they needed a bigger 3D printer. So they built theirs. They're like, man, these are too small for us. We're gonna build ours, and it did. So. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work with them to, you know, uh, see the way forward for that, to 3D print some masks. That's so and, cool, you know, man. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, because that was my major problem, to get a 3D printing, you know, farm to be able to print masks and at least reward collectors, you know. And I'm looking at that. I'm also looking at uh, making these masks in glass or, you know, ceramic where yes, the possibility... Wow. I'm looking at that too. Now, uh, the, the 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 nicest one is is interesting. One of the sculpture pieces, I I used it to create a sneaker like seven years ago. I, it wasn't even because of the NFT space, but and that's the same logo that is on on my um um on the on the banner that that we posted today. You you see, there's Kofi's cool. African mask. There's a particular you know, motive there. And yeah. that is from uh, a sculpture piece called a Kwabador. It's, it's a fertility symbol for the Akan people of Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire. And I had used that design, a particular design, to create the outsole, you know, design for the sneaker. And it's interesting, like, everything is falling into place. Like, you know, and that was an NFT I sold. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, a, a generative project later where, all those who already hold my mask will have some discounts to mint. But then every, every um, um, holder of, of the mask will have some rights 
or some IP rights to even produce the sneaker and sell for themselves, then maybe you have to show us that you want to, you know, um, 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 we want you to give us all the sneakers like an orphanage. But, you know, like the sneaker, the clothing, everything is is from the masks. And it, it, it is my my dream and which is going to happen to reward like collectors of, of these things that we'll be creating from here. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm really, As a collector, I'm excited. <laughs> I look forward yeah. to it, man. That sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah, because, I mean, for real, the anyone who bought a mask, you know, was to... Why, uh, uh, one of the reasons why I put them up, you know, was to support an innovation hub that I was putting up. And uh, thankfully to, to all the collectors so far, I've been able to complete the space. And I'm working towards getting some computers and, and some other little, little things to, you know, um, um, to get these young guys to, you know, to work with. You know, there's already internet and really, really happy about that. And it means a lot to me because uh, without the support of the community, you know, buying into the mask, these kids would never have the opportunity. I can, I, well, I can just close whatever I'm doing and, go find some work to do or do whatever I want to do and, you know, think about myself. But for what? I mean, you cannot see young people struggling, going through the same thing you, you went through, and then you can help them and you, you, you keep quiet about it, you know. So no really want to thank, you know, all the collectors so far. You know, and there's more to come. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, at at point oh five, you know, and um, obviously not financial advice, and I'm really just uh, interested in the art and the culture side of this. Um, at point oh five, I mean, that's a really good entry point for people who are just new to NFTs. Um, and as you have just laid out, you obviously are not going anywhere. You have a very ambitious and and long roadmap um, ahead of you. Whether it's a generative project, whether it's uh, wearables, uh, whether it's right. actual, um, you know, real world clothing items right. like shoes. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely would uh, encourage people to check out 3D African masks, the one and only on OpenSea. Um, a wide array of very beautiful, culturally significant um, artwork and masks that uh, you can choose from. And it goes towards a good cause, uh, supporting Kofi and really minting African culture, specifically mask culture uh, on the blockchain and, and sharing that education and knowledge. Uh, give a quick mention from the chat. We got little Nate Dizzle saying, love the background and stories you attach to your artwork, Kofi. Thanks. Oh, there you go. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so on that, on the future um, uses and, you know, you were talking about kind of a fidgetal angle as far as the shoes. Um, are you looking at anything in the metaverse? Um, actually, I have to say one of the first art uh, spaces that I ever went to was your masks, um, like kind <laughs> of uh, art display in crypto voxels. Right. And I was so yeah. impressed by that, that like, I just love going to crypto voxels now, even for nothing else than to display art. I just think it's so accessible and really cool. Um, obviously you have to own the land to be able to get it, but I guess in your case, right, you're able to kind of rent it or someone just let you kind of put up your NFTs in there. Yeah. Maybe share a bit about yeah. that. And then I'd like to hear what your yeah. thoughts are on, uh, wearables and other things in right. the metaverse that you got planned. Yeah, I mean, shout outs to all city collectibles. He, you know, he 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 just saw what I was doing in the space with the mask, and then he inboxed me and said, "Bro, you know, I have 
have space in crypto voxels. Like, come put your masks in there. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, do it. Like, so like we took a whole week, and I'm like, bro, when I make a sale, I'm gonna support you. Too. He said, nah, I don't need it. Like, nah, I just, I just, I like what you're doing yeah. for your culture, and you know, just move. And so that was how the crypto voxels, you know, came up, and that was a really surreal. You know, it was so nice. Like the whole house was just full of your awesome like masks. Yeah, it was so really cool. cool. And this is the this is the other interesting part. We went to the gym the next day after that event, mm. and one one brother in the gym came through the gym. Was like, bro, where are you taking us? Now we are moving in three D spaces, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like so he was just paying attention face. to your Twitter or what? He was following you and being like, yo, where are we? <laughs> you got us running into these metaverse spaces now? He said, he said, yo, so after, you know, seeing all your art, I hit town. I was like, so you hit town in, in the metaverse? He's like, what's that? I was like, yeah, so, I mean, that's the 3D space and, I mean, online metaverse. It's yeah. like, okay. I was like, when he was done, you know, checking the art, he hit town. He was like moving. <laughs> he went running around, see what else is going yeah, on in crypto yeah. voxels, hey? That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And then he showed it to his, his son. Like his son, the oldest is like nine years. And the youngest one is like four. Nice. And you took, they took the phone from him. And then they were, you know, moving through <laughs> crypto voxels. <laughs> that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Yeah, and and that's so, the best thing about crypto voxels is that it works on mobile, right? And that it is so accessible. Right. Um, yeah, so anyone with a phone and internet can go walking around in that metaverse. So that's really cool. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, share more about your plans in the metaverse then. So that art space was dope. Are you planning to do more uh, NFT uh, museum kind of art yeah. spaces? And then what yes. about wearables yeah. as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, man, this is going to be real fun. You know, I... <laughs> I use Rhino 3D software and I'm not able to really do the kind of stuff I want to do because like one of the things I want to do is, you know, send out um, sneakers, really cool sneakers to all the collectors of the mask. But I need to learn Blender. So I'm, I'm on Blender. I just want to master Blender and do all the things I want to do. Look, I've been creating sneakers for the past like 15 years and I've never had the chance to see people, you know, wear them and the metaverse is there. Like, this is the opportunity to do stuff that I I, I, I dreamt of and it would have never happened. So that is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm, that, that's why I'm learning Blender. And, like, every day I'm on Blender. Like, wow. I want to do this and create all these wearables from T-shirts to sneakers. All the all the all the motives that I created for my drop shipping website on design by Newmans and, and T Public and Printify, I'm gonna pull all those designs and give it up to collectors for what they've done for me. Nice, nice. <laughs> Has your drop shipping worked or are you, is that is that working out for you? People buying those mask clothes? Yeah, they they do, but nice. I mean and a, these are, are, are the best. Yeah, so. way more lucrative. No more middleman, you know? That's what it's about. Yeah. Take that whole business yeah. plan and put it on the blockchain. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, that's super cool, man. Um, so as far as wearables, like you're saying, Blender for sure. So um, I mean, in crypto voxels, obviously, you have very much more limited, um, you know, options. And I don't know if you'd be interested in making wearables in crypto voxels. It's a little bit easier, but much not right. nearly as nice, right? Right. I'm definitely uh, going to do that too. Um, Voxel masks. That'd be kind of right. cool, actually, if you can make like vo voxel yeah. masks that people can wear on their face yeah. as wearables in the crypto voxels, exactly. yo, that would be dope. Uh, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> I'm just starting to get into Magicka voxel, which is what they use to build out. And basically, if you know how to build in Minecraft, you can build in there. Like, it's actually not that hard now that I've opened it. Um, but it just takes time. Time's the, the key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to do that because and they're all going to be free. Trust me, like. Until all the collectors have like wearables from no me, doubt, then I'll... Man, I want my crypto voxel mask. Now that I think about it, that'll be cool. <laughs> uh, but Blender, yeah. so that's interesting. So, what did you use to build these then? Because um, this is 3D art as well, right? So, you didn't yeah, obviously you is... don't build them in Blender. Uh, where do you build them out? This is Rhino Rhino 3D. The Rhino is 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 mostly for for product design. You know that is why my masks look like real things that are like existed and they, yeah, they look very you know, tangible exactly they look like you can pick them up it's mm -hmm. because of that kind of you know product design background that i have and also the kind of software that i use like the platform is nerves it's not like mesh modeling like in in, in, uh, in 3d or in blender yeah in blender right right yeah. in blender, yeah. Very interesting. I, yeah, I'm not familiar with that software, but it, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, it really yeah. does give it that like finished kind of uh, look. It, it looks very yeah. tangible and real hard material. Um, exactly. It's for modeling. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want to uh, 3D print or you want to like build part of a car or like anything of that. So you can have a, a good precision when you're working with Rhino, you know, but you can't really you know, make things glow and, you know, move like you can or like animate and all sorts of crazy things you can do in Rhino. If you can do in Blender, like, like in, in Rhino, you, you can't really, really, really do that. No doubt. So that is, yeah, I want to move to, to Blender to be able to, at least I can, I can move the files to Blender to do whatever I want to do, you know. Yeah, I just uh, found that bag one you were talking about, the Tusian, right? From yeah, Tusian, yeah, Tukina yeah. Take, take, you know, I cool. added some, so, but just take a look. Imagine this is like New York Fashion Week, and <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, you know, yeah, you know, somebody's catwalking with this. Really, really cool. <laughs> I can see it, man. Yeah, I mean, you can look up all these things and. They, they are like design ideas like they are they are things you can bounce ideas from you know yeah they can be inspiring for sure you know yeah sure. yeah and hopefully uh we'll see more creators on the continent taking these masks and really being inspired by them um so on that point you spoke briefly about ip and and really allowing people to essentially take the nft that they own and then use that um for creative projects or, or how do you envision that and would you apply that to this current collection or that's going to be only with the generative drop yeah so that'll, that'll be for the generative drop and and those ones i'm they're going to be you know masks that um the collectors they're going to be um masks from 
so many parts of the world, you know, and um, they're yeah, going to be so you're also going off the continent. Even you're going international with the generative. Right, right, right. And also masks that I created in a way that people can actually create merch with them. So they're going to be like, I'm going to give that, 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 that one out, you know, the, the IP rights out for, you know, to, to thank all collectors for, for helping me to set up a sneaker factory. <laughs> No doubt. doubt. Let's do it. That's what it's going towards. It's a good cause. People are not only supporting African culture on the blockchain, but you're supporting Kofi building towards his factory. And maybe speak on the on the social angle too um, of that once you're complete. I'd love to hear what your plans are for. uh, You know, I know you have some uh, charitable angle and 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 some community giving back to your community in Ghana. Yeah, speak to that and your plans for for that as well. Yeah. So. Throughout my, my life, like when I was young, I was really uh, into what, you know, the movie X-Men. You see how Professor Charles Xavier had all the mutants in the in one house and they could come. And then he kind of like guided their creative energy. You know, I've always dreamt of a, a house or a school. I mean, not the literal or the, the normal school, you know where you have to pass this level. If you don't pass this level, you can't get to that level. No, this is a school where anyone with any kind of talent will be nurtured. And you don't need to do four years, three years. You, you, you just have to pass through and you can always come back to speak to us. And then we develop whatever idea you have, whether you want to build a car, you want to build a motorcycle that is powered by solar, you want to do a water bottle that has a small fridge beneath it, you know, cooling system beneath it. <laughs> if you want to do, come to us because we're going to bounce, help you bounce that idea, you know, to that level. And we'll only be able to do that if we have this innovation hub and then we continue to build that up and have different hubs, you know, around the country and then on the continent, you know, to be able to help so many people. Wow. So that, that that is the plan and that's the reason for for this whole thing that I'm doing. I mean, like I'm saying, I could have just got get into the space. I'm like, oh, I'm selling masks and then use all the money to go build somewhere and stay <laughs> and think about myself. But that is not a good thing. You have to impart. No, that's you know? really cool. Um, in the city where I'm at, actually, here in uh, Canada, Manitoba, Winnipeg, <laughs> doxing myself, uh, we have an area called Innovation Alley, and it's it's very much kind of uh, angled with that. It, it pairs up with a college, a local college, um, but they're very much just focused on, like, whatever you have. If you have, like, an uh, interesting IP, you can just go drop in there and, like, try to use their 3D printers. You can pitch your idea to, like you know, different people there. And yeah, I don't even think uh-huh. they charge you. I think you can just go, but if you're going to be like a regular member, then there's a fee, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And that's, it's innovation is everything, you know? Um, and I think what you're yeah. talking about is almost like an incubator, right? Where you're just right. trying to like help incubate awesome IP, awesome ideas. I never had a chance to be in one incubator. Like there was this one on campus. I tried all I can. They didn't allow me to get it. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> you got a high yeah. bar of entry, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to build and, one for... Well, you're making history here with this collection. You're going to be running your own incubator in no time. So let's do it. <laughs> um, right. So on that note, like how how do you view the the future of the um, 
NFT space um, in Ghana specifically, and then maybe on the African continent continent more broadly. Um, it, I've been seeing, you know, a lot of really impressive art coming out of Nigeria and really all over right. the continent, but especially the Nigerian community seems to have a, a pretty significant number of uh, really um, successful NFT artists so far. Um, but yeah, how do you see the space moving and, and how are things looking in Ghana? Um, I think you're the only one I've heard so far from Ghana uh, <laughs> selling, uh, selling some NFTs on there, but I'm sure there are others. So what's the situation yeah. there? Yeah, there, there are others, and uh, most of them, it is, it is because they've had contacts with people from outside the country, and some of them um, were privileged to go to very good schools, you know, so that, that is tech savvy, so they had opportunity to hear stuff like these, and uh, the, the, Nigeria... Nigeria has the numbers. Nigeria is about 200 and something million people. So they're always going to be ahead of, of every curve. You know, Ghana is just 30 million, right? And um, most people need like onboarding, like I was onboarded, right? But uh, it's, it's difficult to, you know, um, go around preaching about it. So one of the ways that I've been employing is to, is to keep posting that, putting stuff on T-shirts, and then people begin to ask questions. This morning, I, I onboarded one young brother, Lawrence, uh, because he, he saw my Instagram and was asking so much questions, and I sent him, like, videos. And then he said, bro, I'm done with four. It's left with two. When I'm done, I'm go- coming to the hub, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. got to ask you questions. So um, it, it's all about you know, teaching these young people and or even these friends of mine to 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 be able to understand what this technology is and what this technology is is not just artwork. It is not just about NFTs. I've I've had you know dealings with uh, some young talents that I've that I, I nurtured some years ago, almost a decade, who are now music producers. Even before getting into the space, like. I've always wanted to do something like that. And um, I, I, was, I had a meeting with them two days ago to organize all the artists who, who are still struggling to make it in the music business in Ghana to put together, you know, an Afrobeat or African, you know, something album so that when, when they're able to make sales, we can help them to get, you know, good smartphones or computers to be able to begin to mint their own work. So there, there's a lot of creative potential, but they need onboarding and they need the opportunity to to be given the opportunity. Right. So <laughs> to, I guess it's the, it's the tools know, too, right? It's the tools that I, when that comes to mind. What you were just mentioning, like, man, the amount of just amazing music you probably just hear in any you know community, and like just being able to actually mint you know things that people are probably just you know singing, and there's a lot of. Uh, cultural like community music right that like kind of is out and about but if you don't have the tools and you have like really skilled musicians like the best singers you know in your community can come together and actually make an nft like you were just saying and and maybe even make an album an afrobeats album and sell it with the express purpose of supporting you know x initiative Um, and then when you have that initiative attached to the music 
people might just buy it for the music because it's cool and you want to support the artist who made that amazing music. But also, I think people will definitely have more likelihood to buy it when they see that kind of uh, vision attached to it, where it's like, oh, I'm buying this music so that you can buy X, so that you can get, you know, an iPad to get, you know, support to onboard onto the Web3 and things like that. Um, so what you're talking about there is, is a huge potential right now. Um, on the African continent, but of course, every, everywhere in the world. Um, but it's, it's just a matter of the tools, right? So how do you see yourself uh, maybe playing a, a role in, in making sure that people are somehow able to get that kind of talent onto the blockchain, maybe if they don't have the tools to do so? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like for now, I, I have to give my iPad out when some of these kids, you know, get to the space. Uh, so I'm looking at getting, you know, extra iPads and a couple of, you know, laptops you know to be able to do that but i mean nice. I'm, I'm just praying for much sales then i'll get all that that's it everyone go check out 3d <laughs> african masks on open sea oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. support this vision support the african community getting onboarded right. support the expansion of this culture um, i also just want to give a quick plug so uh, maybe we'll call it a reset like on clubhouse <laughs> and welcome everyone to the web3 warriors you know we are here just exploring all that's possible in web3 really and, and really trying to help show people that a it's not that difficult to get involved and b it can be uh, very rewarding and not just in the financial sense as we're seeing here with kofi um, in a cultural sense in a just you know being able to really find a new outlet for your creativity and something you're passionate about um, and i really believe in the historical significance of kofi's project because he was the first period to take 3d or to take african masks and mint them on the blockchain with the express purpose of telling their story and sharing that culture um, and those are the kind of stories that we are interested in here on web3 warriors really highlighting what web3 means um, for the broader you know implications and from a historical perspective and also from a new layer of the creator economy perspective uh, so with that i want to thank everyone for tuning in here and also please hit that follow uh, we're not done with you yet kofi i got a couple of other questions here i hope you don't mind <laughs> it's been an amazing conversation i feel like i could talk to you all day honestly when it comes to the topic of uh, onboarding the continent and specifically your masks and really i could just read each of the stories attached to these masks but i'm going to let you guys the viewers go check that out for yourselves as i said a very uh reasonable entry point for any new nft collectors wanting to collect something profound and uh really important for a uh, myriad of reasons, um, not the least of which is the fact that these masks, many of them were stolen um, and stigmatized. And a lot of the uh, amazing culture that's attached to these masks has been kind of uh, pushed aside. So we're reclaiming that. And Kofi has taken on this gargantuan task of uh, really, you know, <laughs> bringing this to life. So I want to thank you, Kofi, for doing that. And I really do believe that, you know, five, 10 years from now, people are going to be studying this in school. I really believe that. I, I think that it's an important uh, uh, aspect of what's possible um, in NFTs. Um, right. So yeah. Any thoughts on that? The, the provenance yeah, I mean, of your collection? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, it's, I, I, I love what is happening and the opportunity I have to be able to tap into this technology to do what I'm doing because there's, this is like a lot of healing, right? And I remember when I got into the space some months back, there was this brother who was talking about the fact that these masks could be like, uh, uh, like uh, uh, points where, you know, 
the our brothers and sisters the diaspora can actually connect with to be able to find themselves and find the, the tribe they are from, you know? And so if you find out that you are from, from Cote d'Ivoire, you can resonate with the Senufu Mas. If you find out you are from uh, Liberia, you can, you can resonate with a crew or a Grebo mask or series of all these masks. And um, the stories behind them, like like uh, the, the the Bedou mask from, from same... Uh, um, Ivory Coast or Cote d'Ivoire, you know, was was used by, uh, had to be used by strong women and strong men because the mask is one of the largest. And so when when anyone that dons the mask and has to perform with it has to be strong. And it created a kind of pride in the people. And at that time, the colonialists didn't like the idea of, you know, community pride and all that. So tried as much as much as possible to you know debunk the use of of the ceremonies associated with the use of the mask so um what these are for is to inspire and for for Africans to you know to love themselves and their culture and use these as you know design elements you know you don't have to look further look at what people your people have done already create a car out of it create a ship out of it create fashion goods out of it because they are just design elements you can just look at them tap into it and create stuff learn a lot learn uh, uh, from your culture like fella anikola pokuti said something he he said that every artist records history and so what happens at certain points in time in history can only be seen from the art that was created in that period Right. And that makes a lot of sense. Like we can look at, you know, cave paintings or rock art from Namibia from 25,000 years ago and know that this was what the people or the ancestors who were in that part of the land were doing. This is what they were doing. This was what they were about, as well as looking at, you know, paintings from other places that are thousands of years old. You know, so what what we have to do as creatives or artists is to be able to use our art. To, to change the narrative in a way that when we are all dead and gone, those who are going to come for, from us, that the next generation will be able to look at us and say, this was a, a very good ancestor, you know, and they might probably would love to put on uh, a Mumania Lega mask to represent us because that is what that mask is used for, to, re- to honor and represent uh, ancestors who who did good for for their people. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 the goal, right? And uh, yeah, I really like what you're saying as far as being able to like once you find out, and especially for those who maybe don't know um, their African lineage, uh, you know, part of the diaspora, um, maybe you find out where your African lineage is from, and then you're able to tap in with the you know mask that's related to that and really learn a little bit about your culture that you you know didn't know or don't know much about that's that's really exciting um so i want to let the chat know if there are any questions um oh it looks like we had a question about mr hennessy saying uh, the ghanaian communities are here that's cool of course we got them here live on episode two <laughs> and kofi's sharing a lot more so that's awesome um little nate dizzle's asking do you have a favorite mask out of this whole collection which one do you feel most co- connected to what do you what do you think that's a hard question you got like thousands of masks here <laughs> Yeah, there's there's this mask called the 
Well, I love the fang mask. The fang mask. Yeah, this white fang mask is sick. Oh, yeah. My goodness. But I love it too because it wards off evil and it's, it's used to scare bad people. So I That's love beautiful. it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I should choose, I would choose the the crew and the Grebel mask because that mask was used to was given to the Sia community of the crew people. So the Sia community were like they were like smart people. They were like uh, the seers of the community who would advise you know the whole community. And those who made the Sia masks were even chosen. Not everyone was allowed to carve a Sia mask, and the seers were few, and and they had to make sure that they're able to see. Uh, what could be detrimental to the society and, you know, steer the society or the community away from that. So it resonates well with me because being uh, uh, somebody from uh, this community, I feel I have to be like a seer to be able to, you know, steer the affairs of my community or where I live, you know, to be able to, move in a direction whereby if even if I'm not around in this world, they'll be able to be self-sufficient and be able to know the kind of direction they should move and become profitable for themselves and their society. So yeah, that is that is that is with with, with it like the 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 crew and the grebel mask. I love that mask because it like it makes me want to do stuff for 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 people. It's beautiful, man. And it's the animated one, too. I guess you got a few animated ones, right? Yeah, that's the animated one. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool, man. You sold it for 0. 0.4. Congratulations, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I want to buy it back one day. <laughs> you want to buy it back one day? Uh, he's going to yeah. charge you a pretty powder, pretty penny, man. <laughs> that's like, awesome, though. It, no, it is really cool. Congrats, it makes man. me see how things. It makes you see how important it is to like. It reminds me that I should do something for the community if I have to be a seer, you know. Nice. So people, you know, for them to know the direction in which you should take in terms of this blockchain technology or any other disruptive technology that may be detrimental to businesses and. You know, to help people to take advantage of it. So that's 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 why that mask really resonates with me. That's awesome. So some of the some of the masks that are like have higher prices, I I really want to keep them. So I I intentionally put <laughs> you don't want to part with them. Yeah, I did see there was that other seer mask that has like five ETH. I think you had it going on right yeah. now. Let me see here. Let me see that other one. This guy is a. That's a pretty mask right there. Look at that. The rebirth, rebirth of the seer. Kofi doesn't want to part with that one. That's all. <laughs> I got to give a plug, too. I, I appreciate the fella quote, man. We love, we love, we love fella here, for sure. Um, that's the Afrobeat originator, man. We love those vibes. You know philosophies. what? Let me tell a short story about how I go woke. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's funny how charged that word is. Become, but... <laughs> All right. I think Fela, Fela woke me up too, but let's hear it. <laughs> Bro, I was, I was in school 2018 and I quit 
teaching, you know, art. I was teaching creative arts and visual art in, 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 in a school. And then I, I, had, I quit the job to go to school. I did that because I wanted time for myself to discover, you know, myself. So I was able to secure um, the whole of Fela and Nicola Pocuti's discography. The whole discography. Wow. Yes. So for like two weeks, <laughs> probably more, I was listening to the whole album back to back. Wow. And, and then I realized I'm an African. Can you imagine? <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah, my, once that beat I'm hits like, you and those words hit you, man, he says it like nobody yeah. else. And it's funny because yeah. I've heard people say like he was inspired by Bob Marley or he actually inspired Bob Marley and he was inspired by James yeah. Brown. And he was around with those guys, man, like at the exact same time that yeah. James Brown was doing his thing and Bob Marley was doing his thing. Right. Like that's when Fela yeah. was killing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recommend anybody go look up Fela, F-E-L-A, yeah, yeah. Afrobeats. You can check it out on yeah. uh, YouTube or whatever. Very cool music. You won't regret it. He's the originator of the Afrobeat sound. Right. Um, so I have like one or two more questions for you. They're a little bit nerdy. Um, I want to let the chat also ask any questions you might have. And as well, please hit that follow if you haven't already. Climbing our way to 50 follows here, building out this new podcast channel, the Web3 Warriors. We appreciate you all for tuning in. Um, and we'll be live or the recording will be live by tomorrow. Um, we'll have it up on YouTube and we'll also be... Um, posting it to all the major podcast stations, uh, especially um, Spotify. Still waiting on my Apple thing. I don't know what's going on. They apparently take a while to process. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to be live on all of them soon. But definitely Spotify. It's already live. Follow us, Web3 Warriors. And, yeah, if we have any more questions from the chat, don't be shy. Feel free to ask. Um, but, yeah, my question was on this. Um, there's been a lot said about OpenSea uh, over the last week, you know. Um, and just to clarify, is this collection right now all minted through OpenSea? Like you're not using a custom contract yet right now, right? Yeah, all minted through OpenSea. I think when I, when I, man, I don't know. Some friends of mine says I should stop saying this, that I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I, I'm able to learn things faster. So, uh, I mean, custom contracts, they came later. I heard about them. You guys are speaking about that in the spaces on, you know, on, on, uh, on, on Clubhouse and everything. But mm -hmm. I've, when I got into the space, I realized I have to turn myself into a student, you know. So um, custom contracts may come later, you know, but it would, it would be custom and would benefit collectors of my masks from today. You know, they will come later, but that's, that's how it's going to be. But, yeah, OpenSea, because I, 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 I can pay, you know, the gas fee once and then the subsequent ones... Uh, would be handled by by the collectors, but I, it, it also most importantly because I wanted to um, um, kind of like have the opportunity to put out a lot of masks because I, I wasn't looking at this more of like you know minting works even though they are art they are pieces of art I was looking at being able to put out the story. So I needed a platform for me to be able to do that, to put out a series of these masks so that people can actually hold some of them, you know, so that hopefully uh, when the value goes up, they can, you know, they can also benefit from it. Or if, you know, these other fidgetals and all that, which would, would eventually come out, they will also benefit from it. So that's why I, I, I used 
you know, open sea. But if I should start to recreate art based on the masks, you know, which is something I'm gonna I'm gonna also do, you know, I will probably try another you know, um, platform because of how the arts would look. It wouldn't be masks, you yeah. know, it would be, yeah, like. And I'm some, just wondering, because you have such a massive amount. Um, I know they just announced some changes over the last week. I mean, I think it's just your one main collection, right? I think it's more for people who have like a lot of different collections. Yeah, um, collections. Have you have you read into the details of those some of those changes? And, and are you sure, you know, your your collection's safe? You don't have to worry about you know, if you don't sell X amount by, you know, six months or something that you'd have to (laughs) (laughs) be concerned. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I think I heard it said five collections. Mine is two. I, I have, so it's the mask and some other arts that I've been working on some abstract arts. Like I'm able to do that too, but I hardly talk about that. So yeah, like it really affects me. Um, I'm also, you know, in, in learning mode and I mean, until we begin to create our own platforms and, you know, stuff like that, we're going to be beaten by OpenSea and the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. I mean, um, well, I think it just goes back to the, the concept of a custom contract. Um, so just to catch everybody up, anybody who's not aware, um, when it comes to OpenSea, uh, if you create a collection, you know, through their platform and you kind of mint your um, artwork, which is basically uploading it to the blockchain um, through the OpenSea kind of standard contract that they have. Um, I don't know all of the ins and outs of it, but essentially it's it's kind of until it's fully minted onto the blockchain, you're you it's held by OpenSea essentially um, on their servers. And I think because those numbers are are quite astronomical um they're looking at kind of reforming the way that collections are managed and you know how many collections you can have and how many pieces i'll just do your own research uh dyor <laughs> and uh yeah. check it out but yeah just yeah. something to keep in mind so on that side is what you call like a basic open c template contract so when someone talks about a custom contract in this space they're talking about actually building out um a contract if it's on ethereum it will be in solidity so programming language to actually um mint your artwork through um, your own website ideally um and essentially then it's really yours right it's not like open seas template contract and a lot of like you know fine print and stuff you might not be aware of um instead you're working directly with a developer um a, a coder and you're building out the entire contract and you have pure ownership of it and you're launching it on your own web3 website which is a website that can connect to either a metamask wallet or a phantom wallet if it's for solana um so that's just a little intro to custom contracts um and the reason they're important obviously is so that you can have kind of more independence and and full ownership of your contract and and not really have to worry um, about necessarily being at the whims of OpenSea. and the nice thing about OpenSea is that it's also an aggregator so it can pull in any nfts from the ethereum mainnet like from the ethereum network so if you do mint your own contract um on a custom contract you actually can then 
have a lot more kind of versatility and it'll still show it on OpenSea like it was any other NFT on OpenSea. So you don't lose anything on the OpenSea side, but now you have all of this added um, options because you've run it through your own website and you probably have your own brand attached to it um, on your own Web3 website and things like that. So for a long run, kind of bigger project, like Kofi's looking at doing this uh, generative piece down the road, he would definitely be looking at a custom contract to build that out and do that um, properly. Obviously, when you're looking at custom contracts, you're also paying a lot more money. You're wanting to compensate the developer well. Uh, maybe if you guys are all on the same page, you can agree to paying them out in a percentage of the uh, sales of the NFTs once they go out. And the nice thing about that is you can actually code that into the smart contract. So it's not a matter of having to chase anybody down if they're successful and wanting your money back. It can all be coded automatically into the smart contract. So X percentage goes directly to you every time that a sale is made. That's as a developer. Um, I've heard of even marketing professionals getting a uh, percentage of sales. And really anyone who's kind of part of the team, you can break out the, the compensation that way through the smart contract, which is a whole other layer of web three awesomeness that we won't get into right. too deeply today. Uh, but yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on that custom contract? And, and are you already kind of looking at building out your custom contract and web three website? Yeah, I mean, definitely because, um, I mean, is <laughs> is a, a decentralized world, isn't it? That, yeah. That's where we are. Heading. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. And, I like the way um, this is giving opportunities to new people who, who would have never been in the loop, you know, in, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, taking advantage of this technology to, I mean, to, to create, to apply them to different kinds of things they're doing. I mean, in terms of NFTs and as a creative, one of the best things you can have is creative freedom. You know, being, being able to be free, to be able to create and, and custom con- contractor, smart contractor, the, the best way to go. But, but like I'm saying, like the space is new and we are all learning. But I mean, the, the subsequent projects that we're going to work on would, would have to be, you know, uh, based on, on, on uh, custom contracts. Yeah. Because that's, that's oh, yeah. That's the way to go. And from a learning perspective, I like that you, you keep emphasizing that. And it is a really great uh, onboarding platform. And and really, their contracts are quite sound. Uh, it's not really like you have to worry about it um, in any technical sense. It's just a matter of, like you say, that decentralized world and the ultimate goal of of really owning all aspects of your of your project uh, on the blockchain but definitely uh, for anybody starting out any artists looking to get into nfts openc.io is good for not just its ease of use and, and kind of user friendliness there's only a little bit of fees in the initial setup um, so you will have to right. have a bit of ethereum in your wallet your metamask wallet um, to get set up but past that i mean you can do what they call lazy minting and so you're uploading all of these pieces and you're not paying any gas and then when the person buys it from you they actually pay the gas um, fee on that as well. So it's a really nice option uh, for new artists in the NFT space. Right. Definitely. So I'm really impressed by what you got going on there, Kofi. It's, it's really cool, man. I wish you all the best. You're going to sell out of these bad boys eventually. And what is the total number anyway? Let me see at the top here. So 397 items in the 3D African Masks collection. All right. You're almost yeah, at 70 owners right multi- now. Look oh. at that. 10.2 Ethereum traded. Look at that. Big dog, man. <laughs> 
Congrats, bro. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but many more, many more to sell here. You're going to get rid of these, but 0.05, man, such an awesome price entry price. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool, man. Congrats. Uh, seeing no questions from the chat. I have one last question to wrap up unless you have any questions for me if you have any uh thoughts or things you'd like to add before i ask my final round wrap-up question man I, so i i broadcast the link and you know on my whatsapp and on my facebook and of course twitter <laughs> instagram everywhere so nice. all those you know watching all my friends you know who are watching this the revolution is here this is Web 3.0 and the blockchain is here. And don't let anyone tell you NFTs are only artworks. <laughs> they are more than that. So keep your eye out. <laughs> much, much more than that. Um, as you've spoken to the 3D spaces and the uh, metaverse, and you're already thinking wearables, you know, you've already had an art space in the metaverse. Um, so when we talk right. about metaverse, it's really just any 3D gaming space, which that part's not even new. What's new is being able to attach those 3D spaces to a decentralized wallet. And that wallet has all of these assets, whether it's the NFT artwork, whether it's some nice wearable shoes for in the metaverse, a nice shirt, whatever the case may be, a car, a house, everything can be owned in your wallet as a digital asset. So that's the new aspect. Um, so when you hear people saying metaverse this, metaverse that, is it a Web3 metaverse? And if it's not, personally, I'm not interested because <laughs> it's just not that right. new and exciting to me, you know? <laughs> so that's why when people right. say, you know, I won't even name the name on my, my podcast, right. but you know, the big metaverse company trying to build out their own thing. But like, I have zero interest in that because that's not a web three project from my perspective. Um, and when I look at Somnium space, I look at Decentraland, I look at crypto voxels and I see just like the economy that's at work, the trading, the selling, people that are like yeah. Kofi here who can actually build digital assets from scratch, being able to upload those assets to the metaverse and then sell them. And then the person who buys that from them can trade it for even more money. And the per the original creator is being compensated throughout all of those transactions forevermore on the blockchain, all right? So that is the revolution that Kofi is speaking right. about. Um, and I wanna welcome anybody from Ghana or anywhere around the world who's dropping in on this uh, podcast. Thank you for being here. I would appreciate the follow on the Web3 Warriors account. We are going to be live every Saturday at 12 Eastern Standard Time. I will be interviewing NFT creatives and metaverse or Web3 creatives more broadly uh, from all over the world. Um, I'm trying to firm up my next week, so I'm not going to plug it right now, but I'm in talks with a creator from Hong Kong. I've got creators from America. You know, last week we spoke to uh, Aniket from India. It was a really great chat. Definitely go back and check that out. Um, Web3 Warriors on Spotify. That conversation's already live. Um, and yeah, so we're really just going around the world and, 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 and kind of sh shining a spotlight on what's happening in Web3 and, and what the potential is there. Um, and we really do want to uh, help new people, new creatives onboard into the space um, if you have any questions. And that is actually the... Uh, wrap-up question I have for you, Kofi. So to your point, I think you kind of just nailed this right now, but I'll give you another chance. When you look at artists coming up and creatives who are maybe looking at people finding success in the NFT space, but just don't think it's for them or they don't think they can do it, um, what's your words to those creators and, and what's the best way to onboard and the best reason to onboard? One thing I always say is, um, I mean, it was even mentioned by 
one economist called uh, Joseph Schumpeter. He mentioned, um, I think in 1942, he mentioned uh, what, what they call uh, creative destruction or disruptive technologies. And disruptive technologies always occur at certain points in time in, in, in industry or in business. And um, blockchain is definitely a disruptive technology. It's going to take people out of business. And it's going to give new opportunities to people. That is the good part. And so, you know, getting into onboarding this, you know, blockchain technology and what it came with it, its train will will take some patience from you. It will take some humility for you to be able to learn and being humble to learn from people who already know who might be probably, you know, younger than you or, you know, people who you probably thought they were not entities, right? But they have the knowledge. And so you you really need to be um, um, humble and patient, but you need to be on that learning curve. That is where you have to be to, to, to be able to, you know, understand whatever is going on and learn more, you know. With the aspect of not, you know, um, be, the whole thing being difficult to get into the space and so you don't want to be part of it because it's difficult and I can't create art and all that. No. The, the thing is, a disruptive technology is a disruptive technology. And if you don't get on board, you're going to be taken out of business. You're going to be taken out of the equation. And so the, the, it is important for you to be humble and to be patient, to learn, to be able to take advantage of this revolutionary disruptive technology, just like when touchscreen phones came and it, it moved away all those, you know, small digital or whatever, uh, analog phones, if that's what you call it. So this is the new revolution and you need to get on board, but you need patience and, 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 and put yourself in a learning mode to take advantage of it because it's not going anywhere. No doubt. Patience is key, man. Thank you. That's a really good um important lesson to close out on and another thing is when you see this space you will see some people you know making astronomical sales and of course you'll naturally want to be that person <laughs> or even how successful Kofi's doing here really making a name for himself and making awesome sales with these beautiful masks but you also have to again be patient as Kofi says and do it for the love of the art do it for the potential of the creativity um finding you know homes and a new uh, collectors and uh, building that community out kind of from there and the compensation and the money will come. Um, and I think that people who are trying to rush into the space, um, often tend to overlook a lot of little things. Um, so yeah, again, like Kofi's saying, learning and patience, um, you know, Kofi's an amazing person to, to learn from. And he is also in the, uh, dream conduit, uh, discord and part of the community. And we love to have him there. Uh, the dream conduit is a group on clubhouse that is helping creatives and artists, uh, onboard into the NFT space. Uh, you can find me there and Kofi as well and, and others. And, um, definitely clubhouse is a really great asset, um, for people that are new to the NFT space. If you want to actually be able to just have random questions and, and help with just really any onboarding questions you might have. Uh, NFTS.tips is another really great community, blockchain gospel. Um, and again, the dream conduit uh, that I'm a part of helping with the creatives. So uh, yeah, thank you so much, Kofi. Um, it's really a big learning um, experience. I think right now, you know, we've touched on the metaverse, we've touched on uh, NFTs and blockchain on the motherland, African continent. And we've spoken about really, right. most importantly, the, the culture and the lessons 
elements of African culture that are kind of weaved into each one of your NFTs. Um, it's it's really exciting, man. And, and you know how much I love your project. So we'll be keeping tabs on you. Uh, maybe when that ener- uh, generative project comes up, we'll be able to have you back again. Um, I am actually looking at expanding Web3 Warriors and a little bit of other different content channels. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really exciting. I, I, I love this conversation. Um, we're going to keep it going. We will be live next Saturday, 12 Eastern Standard Time with another conversation. I believe I'll be speaking with the Black Metaverse, um, but uh, we will confirm everything. And I really uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And please do join us again next Saturday. Again, if you're not already following, please do smash that follow button. Uh, any last words, Kofi, before we shut her down? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say shout outs to the Black Women in Blockchain, Nicole, Yinka, and, you know, Artistic and all of them. Nice. Yeah, yeah there we go. It's a verse that, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. So the African community, the Black community in this NFT space, um, we see the potential and we we are going to keep building. Um, you know, we got Black History Month coming up um, and right. outside every month is Black History Month anyway. I don't even, <laughs> I'm not even that big into it, but you know, <laughs> it's an important thing to emphasize, you know, Black history and, and where we have come from and where we are going. And I do think that, for the African community and the diaspora, it is a very special opportunity to really build from the ground up um, an economy that cannot be taken from us ever, ever. Right. So very important. Um, and I think it's a new frontier. And that is, again, part of the revolution that we speak of. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in here at Web3 Warriors. We will be live again next Saturday, 12 Eastern Standard Time. This podcast will be able to be found on the podcast networks and YouTube by tomorrow. Thank you again, Kofi. It's been an 